2: declare, if
3: this keeps up, we're going to be needing us a ark, Mr. Dillon.
1: Well, we can't make much headway through this. we better look around for cover.
3: I don't rightly know anybody who's settled around
2: here.
1: Sure would help if this prairie had a few trees to shelter a body. Yeah, if the lightning didn't hit him. Hey, look over there, Chester. Isn't that a light?
2: Yes, sir. It sure is. Now, whose place do you suppose?
1: I don't care whose place, as long as it has a roof on it. Come on.
3: It's a house, all right, Mr. Dillon.
1: Yeah, but I don't see that light anymore.
3: Oh, it seems to have gone out or something.
1: Now, let's tie our horses around here out of the wind. All right, Jerry. You ready? Yeah. Let's run for it.
3: Oh, I seen a light, Mr. Dillon. They must be plain deep in there. Or dead. Come on, open up. Open up. Mr. Dillon, look. What? The shutter on that window there, it's opening.
1: Oh. I'm sorry to rust you out, but I'd thank you for shoulder till the storm lets up.
4: Go away.
1: I don't like to bother you, ma'am, but... go away. Look, I'm a U.S. Marshal on my way back to Dodge. Maybe I know your husband. Are you alone out here? It don't matter. Go away. Oh. Come on, Chester. Yeah, Mr. Young, maybe if we... I come on. To... All right. I swear that ain't the unfriendliest. It's more than that, Chester. What do you mean? She's scared to death about something. Well, we better get moving before we freeze to death.
2: All right.
3: Oh, God, I sure did have my
1: mouth set for a cup of coffee. Well, it might have been set for good. Why? It was pointing a shotgun out of that window.
5: Now, just listen a minute, uh, if you will. I've got a little story to tell you. Well, it's not such a little story. It's sort of a tall tale. Ever hear tell of Wind Wagon Smith? Well, according to legend, we practically owe our whole system of modern transportation to old Wind Wagon. Yes, sir. Before his days, folks traveled afoot, on horseback or by ox team. With Wind Wagon, he wasn't about to put up with that slow type of travel at no siree. For him, 15 miles a day seemed like standing still. So he came up with a contraption that he called a prairie clipper. The clipper was a wagon without any kind of animals to pull it. It had a sail, a-sticking up from the middle of it, just like a ship at sea. That clipper moved along pretty good, too. When the wind was right, old Wind Wagon figured he could make around 70 miles in one day. First, folks all laughed at him. But when he pointed out how the country was spreading out, and how big cities would be springing up right and left, and how people would need transportation for themselves and their goods, they began to figure that the clipper might be a pretty good idea at that. Well, to kind of kick off the clipper to a good start, Wind Wagon invited the United States Secretary of War and the Secretary of the Navy to go along on the maiden voyage. But disaster struck. The clipper got out of control. The Secretary of War rolled out of the clipper, and the Secretary of the Navy bounced into a cactus patch. But Wind Wagon and the clipper kept a-going till they were plumb lost over the horizon. No one ever saw the clipper again. But as transportation grew in America, people all over the country told of seeing Windwagon Smith. They say he was in the pilot house of the first steamboat to sail up the Yellowstone. He held a golden spike when the first transcontinental railroad was completed. And when the first transcontinental plane roared off the runway, it was Windwagon Wagon Smith, the spirit of American transportation, who waved the pilot on his way. Yes, sir. He really got around, old Windwagon did. <laughs> Say, isn't it nice being citizens of a country where you can laugh and talk about things free as a breeze, and write and read and worship too? Yes, sir. Maybe you don't think about it much, but you should.
1: Is that him, Jenny? Is that the man? Just a minute here. Now, speak up. Who are you? Is that the man? That's him. You can let go of her, mister. Now, what's your name? Judd Barden. Now, my woman says you was the one who was out to my place last night. I seen the horse tracks. You live north of town, just past Little Creek. That's my place. Now, I don't allow nobody coming around my woman. It was Stormont, Barden. I figured your place for a shelter. Well, you sure was wrong about it. Now, wait a minute. That. There were two of us there. Didn't she tell you that? You're the one she talked to. Now, that sure didn't do me any good. She didn't let us in. Did you, Miss Barton?
4: No. I didn't let her...
1: Him... Oh. Well, I'll tell you... Now, you wait can... a minute, oh, Barton. You ever come out there again, Marshal, I'll kill you. Your badge won't do you no good. I'll kill you, Sure. I've moved two times now just to keep men away from my woman. I ain't aiming to move again. Get out of here, Burton. Now, I warned you. Go on. Get out of here. All right,
2: come on, Jenny.
6: Want another beer, Matt?
1: Oh, uh, no, thanks, Kitty. I think I'll just sit here for a while.
6: <laughs> I hear you got your feet wet the other night. Let
1: yeah. Chester tell you?
6: Yeah, he was in here sneezing earlier today.
1: <laughs> I couldn't get him to take his wet boots off after we got back.
6: Why not? Oh,
1: well, he said he'd better keep his feet on them to keep them from shrinking.
6: Oh. <laughs> his feet? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next time, I'll let Chester tell his own story.
6: (laughs) Mr.
2: Dillon.
1: Evening,
6: Miss Kitty. Hello,
1: Chester. See what I mean?
3: Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dillon, there's a lady outside claiming she has to see you. Oh? Who is she? I don't know. She says somebody told her you was here, and she don't rightly feel she ought to come into a saloon. Of course not.
1: Oh, well, no. Well, I better go see what she wants. Uh... I'll see you later, Kitty. All right, nice. Marshall Dillard. Huh? Uh Miss Barton.
4: Jenny, Marshall. Just Jenny.
1: Well, you wanted to see me?
4: I had to see you. You gotta help me, Marshall. Oh?
1: Well, where's your husband?
4: He's back at the place. Dead drunk. I don't know how I'd have stood it if he didn't drink himself into a stupor every once in so often.
1: Well, what is it you want me to do, Miss Burton? Jenny. Well, all right. Jenny. Well, what can I do?
4: Hide me, Marshal. Please, hide me. I've got to be here by the time it comes to.
1: Well, I'd sure like to help you, Jenny, but uh, I can't do that.
4: Marshal, I can't go back to
1: him. Well, the law can't come between a man and his wife, Jenny. You don't understand. I've got to have help. I... Uh... Hey. Uh, Jenny. Uh, Bill, what... What's Uh, the matter? She fainted, Chester. You go find Doc. I'll carry her on up to his office.
2: There we are now. You just lie there quietly for a little while. That's it. You'll be all right. I'll be back shortly. right, Doc. That's a messy business.
1: What's the matter with her? Is she going to be all right?
2: I suppose so. Suppose she'll be all right this time. But she can't go through this many more times. Not if she wants to live. I don't understand. What do you mean? I mean that she's been beaten, Matt. Savagely and often. I'll tell you something else, too. It's like signing her death warrant to send her back to that husband of hers.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: I know I'm right. By all that's holy, a man to do a thing like that ought to be strung up.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're going to be all right to move her?
2: Uh, yes, she can move. Won't be too comfortable for her, but
1: she can move. Uh, good, I'll take her over to Kitty's till I can fix it so that this won't happen again. <laughs>
3: It all fixed up, Mr. Dillon?
1: Yeah, Chester, I just left her up in Kitty's room. Doc gave her a powder so that she'd sleep through the night.
3: Oh, my, that poor lady. What kind of a man would do a thing like that?
1: I don't know. And it looks like we're going to get to know him better real soon. Is that him? Dillon! Yeah.
2: Where is she, Dillon? Where you got her?
1: you come to give her another beating? She's my woman. I come for her. I haven't got her, Barton. Oh, you got her, all right. You got her. You're the only one she ever run off to. Now you give her back, Marshal. I'll kill you. Now you listen to me, Barton. I haven't got her. I don't care much whether you believe me or not, but I haven't got her. I don't believe you. But if I did you. have her, I wouldn't turn her over to you. You nearly killed her as it is. That's my business. I'm making it my business. I don't know what kind of a man you think you are beating a woman like that, and I don't care, but my job is to protect people from the likes of you. I'm going to find it, Dylan. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Then I'm going to kill you. You get out of Dodge, Barton. Now. You just climb on that horse of yours and head on out.
2: I'll
3: be back, Dylan. And he will be back, too, Mr. Dillon. He's too all fired mean not to.
1: Yeah, I know. But right now I'm playing for time. How's that, Mr. Dillon? We gotta get Jenny out of here.
2: Well, you got
1: a plan? No, not yet. Then I better come up with something by morning. Because Barton's not gonna stay put very long. <laughs>
6: Oh, well, yeah, Matt. She's sleeping all right now. But it took her a long time to settle down.
1: Too scared, huh?
6: Oh, scared to death. But that's not all. There's something else bothering her, Matt. Uh-huh. Something she doesn't want to talk about.
1: Well, what is it?
6: Well, I'm, I'm not sure. But she acts sort of ashamed about something.
1: She's got nothing to be ashamed about.
6: Well, of course not. Anyway, she's pretty desperate to get out of Dodge.
1: Yeah. She uh mentioned any place that she could go.
6: Well, she talked about a brother. Oh. Said he'd always take her in no matter what.
1: Oh, well, where does he live? You know.
6: Yeah, north of here, off the stage line someplace, thirty, forty miles away, I think.
1: Well, that's the thing to do then.
6: But Matt, the stage is one thing; Barton's sure to watch.
1: Can you get her ready in the morning?
7: Oh,
6: sure, but isn't that risky?
1: She took a chance coming here, Kitty. She'll have to take a chance getting to her brother.
0: Was made for
7: you and me. In France, Mont Vert means Green Mountain. In the United States, Vermont. Uh, Vermont means Green Mountain. The similarity is purely intentional, for the mountainous state of Vermont was originally settled by the French. There is other evidence too of the early French settlers, like Vergens, the one time capital named for the French Minister of Foreign Affairs. But despite its French ancestry, vermont is american through and through from ethan allen and the furniture which is made today bearing his name to Steamtown usa near bellows falls from saint albans leading producer of an all-american commodity maple syrup to a little country store in weston the fresh fragrance of red clover the granite beneath its hills characteristic of its people the well-known vermont cussedness or independence admiral george dewey and calvin coolidge all things typically American. Typically Vermont.
4: Driver, how how soon are we leaving? Any minute now,
3: ma'am. Oh, good, that's good.
4: Oh, will you please watch the way you handle that case?
3: Sure thing, ma'am.
4: You've got it upside down.
3: Oh, I I'm sorry. Well, now we'll fix that, and I'll set it right up there on top.
4: No, no, i I, I want it in the stage with me. Do you hear?
3: Well, I guess that'll be all right, ma'am. You're not full up.
4: Thank you, driver.
3: For home, Jim. Yeah. Oh, hello there, Chester. It's uh, all right? right. I mean, is Oh, everything? sure, Chester. There's nothing to worry about this trip. i only got one passenger. Oh, well, that's good. Unless this gent's figuring on riding with us, too. You take in the stage, mister? I'll let you know. Well, he, you better he, make he, up your mind, because I'm fixing to leave as soon as I sent you on these he, bags. He, Jim, wait till yeah. I get around the other side for a minute, Chester. I want to he, tie off this. Wait, roll. wait, Jim. There oh, you. To... you. Yeah? yeah? are you
1: the fellow that i seen with the... With Marshall last night.
3: Well, you, you, you might have seen me with yeah. him. I, I'm...
1: Why are you so interested in this stage? Yeah, well, well
3: I... He, I was just down to see Jim for a minute. We're old friends. Now, what was it, Chester? Uh, nothing, Jim, I guess. I, I I guess I said just about all I had to say before. Well, I, I should certainly think so. I don't know how many times you uh, have uh, to tell uh, me. Jim, uh, just just a minute. Jim. I'll make yeah. the stop, all right, oh, just yeah. like you said. Stop. for heaven's
1: sake. You want to make a special stop?
3: Well, um, mister,
1: I don't know. Well, now that's interesting, ain't it? I think I'll just ride along with you after all. Uh, you ain't got a ticket. This gun is all the ticket I need. Oh, well, I I'm on up there now.
3: Well, now. Go on!
1: Yeah.
3: Go on. Go on. <sighs> and I'm gonna ride right with you. Now listen, mister. Oh, I... oh, shut up.
2: I'll take that whip. Here. Go <laughs>
4: Well, who was that man? What in the world was he doing? I can't take
3: time to explain it to you now, ma'am. I gotta but... get moving.
1: Now, when we get there, Jenna, you climb out and onto the stage as fast as you can,
4: huh? I'll try, Marshal.
1: I'll watch until you've gotten safely away.
4: I sure am beholden to you for what you're doing
1: That's no, all right Everybody needs a little help once in a while uh, there's the stage road We'll pull over into these cottonwoods and wait Ah, uh, ah uh. Ah, uh, ought to be coming along any time though
4: I hope so I, I just assumed this was all behind me
1: uh, You're doing fine
4: Lots of things I'm thinking I ain't saying, Marshal.
1: I no need to say anything.
4: One thing I'd like you to know, special. It wasn't true about me and the mother men, Marshal. It never was true. It was just Judd's crazy way of looking at things. Any man I saw, he suspicioned. He had a a crazy way.
1: Yeah, well, it's about the kindest thing you could say about him.
4: Maybe I deserved it. I can't help thinking. Maybe it was all doomy.
1: Well, here comes the stage, Jenny.
4: It's Judd. What? It's Judd, Marshal. Up by the driver.
1: Oh, get down in the wagon bed and stay down. Jenny, I've seen you. I've seen you there, Jenny. I know you got it right there in that wagon, Marshal. And now I'm going to kill you. Don't do it. Pardon? No. <laughs> Well, is he dead? Yeah, Jim, he's dead.
3: He—he was crazy, Marshal. Plum crazy.
1: Yeah, he was. I'm sorry I had to kill him, Jenny.
4: I don't think anything short of that would have stopped him, Marshal. He was full of hate.
1: You must have seen something in him once, so To marry him.
4: No, Marshal. Judd never married me. He just cleaned me.
1: Well, why didn't you speak up, Jenny? Folks could have helped you knowing that and saved you a lot of hurt.
4: It was a shame. I couldn't face the shame of telling folks I was living that way.
1: It was easier taking the beatings.
4: Yes, Marshal, it was. A woman needs to be thought of as respectable.